And now, making their way into the arena, hailing from the great pro wrestling state of Massachusetts, they are the hosts of the Top of the Cage podcast. Here are Bill and Juice. And thank you again, Rich Palladino, the voice of New England, introducing us and making us sound so good. Yet again, we are not really in the area of New England, but let me introduce myself and my lovely co-host before we do any of that talk. I am the super producer. I am Bill, joined always by my tag team partner, my wrestling confidant. He is the future booking genius and the prince of pro wrestling podcasts. He is Justin Juice Cannon. Boom. Baby. You took the baby part from me, but that's okay. Yeah, bitch, it's mine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now that you popped me. Um, as I was saying, uh, before I got sidetracked by actually need to do the intro, uh, we once again do not have a New England wrestling star. We are going into the world of the East Coast, a little bit more of the of middle of the country. Seems like actually she's, she's been all over the place just for being uh, 16 years old, right? She's only 16? 17. 17. Okay, right. But for only being 17 years old, Billy Starks, aka Space Jesus, is quite the wrestler already i mean her character the way she carries herself in the ring out of the ring i I think it just shows and she talked at one point about how like the wrestling character is just who you are times a thousand and she's kind of she just kind of is just herself you know and i think that that's awesome and i think uh as we said in the interview too the future of wrestling is bright especially within her juice i know you actually you were the one that introduced me to her so I don't know if, if you have anything to say about her or the interview before we get into it. Yeah, uh, she's just really fun. And you can tell that there's not many wrestlers having as much fun as her in the ring, which, I mean, it seems like most of them do. Like, I've had, it's just like, it's hard to compare to her because she's always got the biggest smile on her face. You can tell she's having a blast in there. And it makes it easy for the crowd to really have fun and really connect with a person like that. And, like, she made me a, big fan like right away like even before i saw her in person i was a fan and then when i saw her in person became a bigger fan and definitely wanted to make sure to try to get her on the show to talk to her and like learn more about her because it's just interesting like story like someone that young like wrestling and uh obviously she's not the only young prodigy out there but like nick wayne and the cora jades and the roxies but she's definitely a promising one can't wait to see where her career goes and in the interview, she even says, when she's 23, she's going to be a 10-year vet. So just imagine how scary good she's going to be at 23 and how much career she's probably going to have after that. <laughs> That's just insane. Yeah, I, mean, I, I said in the interview, too, that I'm 25, and I cannot imagine being a 10-year wrestling veteran at pretty much this age. So... Um, before any of us turn into 10-year veterans of listening to this intro, uh, let's get into the interview with Space Jesus herself, Billy Starks.
Top of Cage listeners. I am Juice, joined by my loyal co-host, Bill, as always. And uh, we got two Bills this week, or two Billies. We are joined by the one, the only, Space Jesus herself, Billy Starks. How you doing, Billy? How are you doing today? Good. How are you guys? Doing good. Doing good. So before we get into questions, I just want to share uh, a short little story about my first live um, exposure to you, like in person. Like I, I knew I've seen matches of yours before, but not in person. It was just probably two months ago. It was the first time I've seen you in person. It was at... It was in Vegas. It was in the Silver Nugget. It was SW oh. <laughs> versus Wrestling Revolver. And it was a four versus four match. And it was a really fun match. But what made me instant fan of yours was you were in the corner and you're like talking really like shooting the shit with the fans and stuff. And like that was awesome. And then you jump down, you run over to a fan, you grab, they give you a Jack in the Box chicken nugget. And you just go back, eat the chicken nugget, and just continue wrestling. And I just found that hilarious. I've never seen someone just like take a snack and match. You made me drinks and stuff, but that was awesome. And uh, <laughs> I just wanted to share that story. And that was my first like in-person interaction with you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's not the best first introduction I could have gave you. Um, but it was like in my head, I was like, oh, this is a really fun match. I'm having a good time. And then I'm on the apron, have nothing better to do. And I just see the fan. And he was like, you want a chicken nugget? And I was like, I will happily take your chicken nugget, sir. <laughs> just one chicken nugget. And everyone found it very hilarious. And it was a very fun match. And I think that added to the fun. Because, like, everyone was just interacting, like, yelling at the crowd. And just, like, all ADU guys put on, like, a great show. And uh, also, we saw the Battle of the Prodigies. You and Bodhi both leading your teams. I'll just not really leading teams. What's it like versing other like under 18 stars like Nick Wayne and Bodhi? It honestly is so much fun because I feel like we are like the next generation of wrestling and kind of like the next coming coming up. And we're all so creative. That's what I've found out so far uh, by being able to wrestle people like Bodhi and Nick Wayne and Starboy and like all the young kids. Um, it's so much fun because we both have like such open minds to wrestling and we're young right now. So we're willing to do just stupid bumps and stuff that will make us smile. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, we've had plenty of guests come on that are like, yeah, this one bump took 10 years, 15 years off my life. And, and they're like, yeah, and then I did it again the next night. So <laughs> usually how it goes <laughs> yeah the tenacity that it seems like you guys show is definitely pretty cool but in terms of like uh opponent that might be a little bit more of a veteran in the ring do you feel like they treat you any differently compared to some of your other younger stars um no like I've been very very lucky in wrestling um where I've always truly been treated with respect and uh taken care of since I've started and like, even during training, there would be like new people who are like, oh, who is this girl? And then when they learn, they would still not treat me any differently. I, I feel like that's awesome to hear. I feel like I would be worried, like just as somebody who is, I'm not as young as you are, but like, if I was like young and new at something, I feel like I would feel like so afraid of like my peers that have so many more years on me, especially in a sport like wrestling, where it's a big trust game and everybody always says you just get better with reps but as Justin was saying I mean you you are solid in the ring definitely and 
um, you know, you and the next generation of, of stars coming up in wrestling are all doing so well at it. Thank you so much. One thing I really think special about you that every match you add something different because you are young and you're adding to your game and learning and doing different styles or acting differently toward the crowd or toward the person. Like, how do you, is that like a conscious decision or is it just like come natural? It really just depends. Sometimes I will be watching wrestling and I will see something that I like in my very next match. I'll be like, okay, I'm doing this. Um, and then other times with like the personality changes, I really don't think about it. It's more how I'm feeling because a lot of people say, oh, it, your wrestling character is you just times 10. So some days I'm super nice and I'm excited to res wrestle. Other times I'm a jerk and a brat because everybody is not always in a perfect mood. <laughs> so do you have a preference of working like face versus heel? I've gotten so used to working face that like when I get to work heel, I get really excited because it's out of my comfort zone almost because it's not something I do so often. So I actually have to think about it. It's not just autopilot. Okay, I know what I'm doing. Have you ever had a fan? And I know just from my personal experience with Indies, I've seen one person in one promotion being a face and you see them in a show and you're like, yeah, like, I love you. Like, way to go. And then at the next show, they're a heel and it's like, fuck off like I don't want anything to do with you <laughs> I had a situation like that um a couple of months ago I wrestled on a show on Friday I was a heel and the very next day I was a baby face and there was this one fan who I love uh see him all the time at Black Label named Noli so I was a heel and he was so upset, yelled at me, screaming, boo you. And then the very next day, he saw me being babyface Billy, having a good time. And he was like, what happened yesterday? Why are you so mean? And then you're good today. And he was like, do I need to bring you cookies? I'll cook you some cookies. <laughs> Did you take him up on the offer? I was like, whatever makes you happy. But I will not turn down some cookies. I mean... Personally, I'm a chocolate chip guy. I mean, I don't know about you. That That is a good choice. I'm a big chocolate chip fan, but I also just love raw cookie dough. I have, that's just okay. one of my go-tos. I love it. I approve of that. I was just house-sitting for my sister a couple weeks ago, and she had, like, a bunch of, like, raw cookie dough cookies, like, ready to cook. And she's like, oh, here's instructions how to bake them. I'm like, bake them. I'm just going to eat them. <laughs> Back to the wrestling. How is it balancing wrestling and like the traveling with it with with high school? That's not something really we see that much with wrestlers. I honestly just have a really great support system that is always helping me with uh, my schedule. Like my mom is always like, okay, you can leave school early this day, do this show, do this, make up all your work on Monday. And I was like, okay, I can do this. And it's very organized and planned out. So I'm very lucky that I have a lot of people in my life that are willing to help me with my crazy schedule. Um, and I'm lucky that most of my teachers, I will explain like, oh, I'm going out of town. Oh, I'm wrestling. Oh, I didn't get much sleep last night. I got home around this time because I was driving home from a show. And most of them are like, okay, here, let me help you out. Here's a day extension. What can I do to make your life easier? That's awesome. I mean, I, I come from a family of teachers, so... I love hearing stories about like teachers just being cool with kids and just like, yeah, like I totally get it. 
I mean, wrestling, I feel like depending on who the person is, they might be like, that's not a great excuse or okay. Like you're just making it up, but you're a high school student and for them to take you seriously and like, see that you are pursuing something you're super passionate in and giving you the breaks to make up the work. Cause you're, it seems like you're at least always good for it. I mean, I, I love hearing that. I'm very, very lucky. And I feel like too many people never have the conversation with the teacher and like be honest with them, like how drowning their schedule is sometimes. And they truly do want to help you and want the best for you. So if you have that communication, um, I feel like it just makes your life 10 times easier, especially at school. So I know when I was in high school, like I, I played football, I, I did track and I did a couple like, uh, superlatives and stuff like that do you do any uh high school activities like sports or uh clubs or anything like that um I did for a minute before like my wrestling schedule really picked up and I still sometimes will help out with like our after school plays I'm a big theater kid um so I'll help out with like costumes or design um and help with like staging uh, my favorite thing I've gotten to do so far was like stage director for like the fight scenes. And it was so much fun. I taught a kid how to do like a leg sweep while we were doing sword fights. And he was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever learned. <laughs> what was the play, if I can ask, if you remember? Um, I think it was called Herbert, like Herbert the Great. I can't remember, but I think it was something like that. And I just remember it being really cool because it was like these demons versus regular people. And they're all like from a dream. He wakes up later and it's just a dream. And I was like, this is crazy. What's going on? I mean, if it's like a dream that has sword fighting and all that stuff in it, I mean, that, that sounds like a wild play to me. <laughs> With like having a little bit of background as a theater kid, do you feel like that helps translate to your wrestling character? I think it definitely helps me when I go to speak as a character because a lot of the time it's like in my head I was like I can't say this because this is what a normal person would say what would a wrestler say in this situation like I myself have never done like theater or even wrestling at that point either I mean I've definitely toured my fair share of wrestling schools but uh, I I can't relate but it's definitely cool I mean I I feel like we really hear often about people like being like a theater person or like being into it you hear more about like people who are athletic or like have like come from like a football or uh, some other sport background going into wrestling um so do you have any like other athletics like that that you would say helped you with the athletic side of wrestling so like before I started wrestling I had this mindset of like what can I do before wrestling that will help me with wrestling because that's all I ever wanted to do um so I did cheerleading and cross country cross country because of the cardio and I was like oh I'll have great cardio when I get in the ring um, and then I did cheerleading for like the roles and just to put like be able to be a good base and just in my head I was like oh I'll be doing moonsaults when I get into a wrestling ring and it's completely different it's not the same <laughs> and like I had to unlearn some habits uh, when I started wrestling because like cheerleading you are always taught to be always locked out everything has to be straight at all times you can't be relaxed um in wrestling a lot of the time I have to find myself like I'm super tense at times and I'm like I have to relax I can't do this move if I'm not relaxed <laughs> we've had some guests on before who were like Brazilian jiu-jitsu and they're like yeah you have to like unlearn so many things 
And I think one thing was funny was like you said, oh, like I'm going to get into it for the cardio. But I also hear a lot of people say like the second you hit the ropes for the first time, the second you take that first bump, like all of that stuff just completely goes away. Like, I don't know if you can attest to that. So the first bump really didn't bother me because I was so used to falling and cheerleading. At least I felt like I was falling properly. In my head, I was like, oh, I'm not landing on my head like I usually do if I flip wrong. So like the bumping didn't scare me. I was like, oh, this is easy. The running the ropes, it threw me off because like, oh, cross country, you always sprint at first and then you jog out. In wrestling, you have to keep a steady pace like the entire time or you're getting thrown off or the ring bounces at the wrong time and you're like, oh, crap. So I know we've been talking a lot about your background, um, but you have appeared in your fair share of indie matches and indie promotions. Uh, Do you have a favorite promotion that you've been in so far? Ooh, probably GCW, because that's where, like, I have a lot of fun. That or JCW, but, like, I count it as the same. (laughs) I just am always around great people, and they're always so fun to be around. And I don't think too many young stars would say that GCW is their favorite promotion considering how known they are for hard hitting and just straight up violent matches sometimes. (laughs) Does that have like an appeal or a draw to you at all? Um, I think it does because it's just like the style of wrestling I really enjoy. Um, I enjoy like the hard hitting and I love faster paced matches. And I feel like GCW gives a lot of that. And then it's also like fun for me because I know all these people and they're like friends of mine. So being able to watch my friends wrestle, I get extremely excited. <laughs> it's like hard hitting and a little more like uh, hardcore matches. Like a lot of times you can attest that this is true, but I've read that in inter- like a written interview that said that one of your favorite, like any guys is Necro Butcher. Is that like a big reason why? Or is that even, that, is that even true? <laughs> so uh, when I first started watching wrestling, and I went to like my first ever independent show. Necro Butcher was like who drew my attention because he was so violent. This man came out like barefoot throwing a trash can across the gym. So I was like, yeah, I like that guy. So I have a little bit of like a taste for like just violence, but not too much. <laughs> have you gotten the chance to meet him? Um, I actually have ran into him a few times. Uh, like most of the time I saw him in St. Louis when I wrestled for a company called Anafight Underground. Um, and he was doing commentary there for a little bit. That's pretty cool. I mean, you've wrestled a bunch of other top indie stars. Is there just somebody that you've met in wrestling that you're like, I can't believe I can actually call this person a friend now? Uh, Matt DeMorris, even though like some people don't have, like people don't see the like love I have for this man um he's just like my favorite wrestler probably of like all time because he was always so creative and when I had like a moment in wrestling where I was like all wrestling is boring I'm not entertained by anything I found him and I was like oh my god wrestling's amazing again and uh it truly like made like my day when I found out like he retired he took a break from wrestling Um, and randomly I get hit up by a promoter who I'm really good friends with, Sean Henderson, who runs in Jersey. And he was like, Hey, do you want to wrestle Matt DeMorris on this show? And I was like, Oh my God, what? He was like, yeah, he's going to come out of retirement to wrestle you. And I was like, yep, I'm going to lose it. I cried in the ring. I've never gotten nervous before a match. And I was like, Oh my God, I can't screw up. I can't screw up. 
Would you say that was one of like your personal biggest matches you've had so far? Yes. Do you have any other ones that stand out to you from your career? Um, definitely me and Kylie Ray. Um, I love also wrestling Nick Wayne. Every time I get in the ring with him, he is so much better. And I feel like we just gel really well together because we think about wrestling the same way. I like talk to him like every week um and we'll just talk about wrestling talk about life as a wrestler in high school there was one time I had to help him with his math test um (laughs) shout out Nick but I think our second match that we had at JCW for his 17th birthday was so so much fun and definitely one of my favorite matches from this year yeah I mean Nick Nick Wayne's another one of them too I mean just making an absolute name for himself on the indies right now and just to be so young both of you guys just to be so young and so talented that just blows my mind I mean I'm 25 so it's not like I'm like past the hill at any point but like that still just blows my mind like 10 years ago me I could never imagine doing this stuff it's crazy I like mess with my friends because Jody who's a wrestler out of Vegas I looked at him and I was like hey Jody you want to hear something funny he was like, what? What do you got, Bill? And I was like, when I'm 23, I'll be a 10-year vet. He was like, I hate you. I started wrestling when I was 23. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so if you don't mind me asking, so you said at 23, you'd be a 10-year vet. How do you have the conversation with your parents of like, hey, I'm a 13-year-old and I want to start wrestling? So they always knew I wanted to be a wrestler. We just didn't think it would happen so soon. I kept talking about it. I was like, I want to be a wrestler. I want to be a wrestler. And we were at a girl fight show and Mouse jokingly to Pondo was like, hey, when are you going to train the kid? And he was like, oh, I actually know somebody. And he introduced me to the owner of my training school. And then he was like, if you want to come check out a class, come check out a class. And I went after a cheerleading practice, went to the wrestling training, and I was only supposed to watch. I was not supposed to get in the ring, but the trainer invited me in the ring, so it was like, oh, this is sick. I'm having a great time, and my dad later shows up. My mom was the one who took me, and he looks at my mom and goes, she's loving it. You're never getting her out of there, and I started wrestling training. (laughs) So we talked about your, uh, intro to wrestling training but what do you remember your first match at all like first official match and what that felt like so my first ever match was october 13th of it was a friday the 13th that's why i remember it so well and i was 13 and i was like six months into training and i was supposed to wrestle another girl's first match so it was me and her both our first matches both our debuts um and we're just having practice matches during training we're doing it on like a big show so I go out tell all my friends and family about it and I like sold half of the crowd's tickets and we were supposed to be pre-show my trainer goes we can't lose half of our crowd (laughs) after pre-show so we're gonna move you guys to semi-main so they changed our match a little bit it became a triple threat So we had an older uh, woman in there, older vet taking care of me and this other girl. And I had my first match and I was a semi-main of my trainee show. Um, And I also sprained my ankle, but that was because I'm an idiot. And I jumped 
off the top rope and I just landed wrong. I finished the match though and I'm not gonna lie it's very very hard for me to watch it back because I cringe a little bit. It was like oh my god I was so bad because it's like after learning so much about wrestling you definitely learn uh, with time and at that time I was not very good. <laughs> well I mean we were talking about you going from St. Louis to New Jersey and all over. I mean you can officially claim that you're a well-traveled wrestler at this point. So when you got that first booking to do a show that was across the country or somewhere else that you might have traveled to, what was the reaction from everybody close to you? There was never truly like a moment like that because like before I started wrestling, I was always traveling with my dad who was a photographer uh, for wrestling. So it was very normal for us to just be driving everywhere. So when I started getting bookings, it was just like, oh, we're just doing this. Now I get to wrestle. That's really cool. I actually, I actually didn't know that about your dad. Um, what were some of the promotions that he's worked for? Um, so he's a photographer for Black Label, GCW, Girl Fight sometimes, if he's feeling it. <laughs> um, and he just goes all over. He's been doing Wrestling Revolver, too, um, in Iowa. And yeah. <laughs> okay so you so you i i understand now that there was truly not that moment just because you actually have been around the block even before your wrestling career started at 13 which is still very strange to say <laughs> that's awesome though have you ever done international wrestling yet um i have not i just now have like gotten my passport within the last week and i'm very very excited because i hope to be traveling the world soon <laughs> Where you hope to go? Um, I would love to go to Japan, and then I would love uh, to go over to England at some point. I just want to travel the world. Um, and I have a few friends over in Australia, too, that I would love to see again. Who are some uh, Australian friends? Because I, I feel like I might know one from Wrestling Revolver, but I'm just curious. So there's Charlie Evans, who's with Connors, who I've met first. Um, I love both of them. I'm so excited for them being engaged. Uh, and then Shaza is another one. I met her on her last trip over here, and it was great to be her last match in America before she left. That was also in Vegas, right? Or do you have another one after that? That was in Vegas. Okay, I thought so, because, I mean, I did see the match. I just was curious if you guys <laughs> wrestled after that. That was a fun match, and um, it was, it was cool. It was, it was different, too, because, like, there was no, like, clear – I mean, maybe there wasn't, like, the broadcast, but from the live crowd, and, like, this is my first introduction to Shazam McKenzie, like, seeing her wrestle live. Just saw you wrestle live, like, the night before for the first time. I didn't know who was the heel and who was the face in the matchup. And, like, you both were – it was, like, an intense match, and it was a really good back and forth. It was a really fun match. Thank you. I feel like we've gone too far into this interview without me asking one of my biggest questions to you. How do you get the nickname Space Jesus? So, uh, it's a story. Um, <laughs> Space Jesus came about because there was a guy in Indiana who showed up to a Jimmy Jacobs seminar. I was not present for this. I was told by friends. I was at another show going to this show, and I was running late. But this guy shows up to a Jimmy Jacobs seminar. He already has wrist tape on. He has a biker jacket on, the biker gloves, and is doing the seminar. And Jimmy Jacobs starts going around and asking people 
their gimmicks. He gets to this guy. He's like, what's your gimmick? He's like, oh, I'm a street fighter. And Jimmy Jacobs was like, uh, I think you need to be more creative. Like, what makes you different than every other street fighter? And this guy goes, well, I'm a street fighter. And Jimmy Jacobs was like, I'm just telling you, man, it's not enough. And he goes, wait, this will explain it all. And he proceeds to, like, take off his jacket, take off his shirt, and what is revealed is alien Jesus walking across water tattooed on this man's chest. Um, and Jimmy Jacobs just walks away. Like, that man did not just strip down and show him his tattoo and was like, yeah, this is why I'm a special street fighter. Like, I'm so cool, man. Jimmy Jacobs was like, yeah, cool, and just kept going with the seminar. Like, nothing happened. So, after the seminar, they go to collect everybody's money for the seminar. That guy goes, I'm on the show. I don't have to pay for this. One, you still have to pay for it if you're on the show. Two, he was not on the show. <laughs> he gets kicked out. We have nicknamed him Space Jesus. And he actually popped back up again. Uh, there was a Evolve sem seminar, Chris Hero one. And he took part in the seminar. He did pay for that one. And there was a video of him wrestling. I was like, I got to see this man wrestle. I laughed so hard. Like, this man was so bad. And I was like, I don't understand what's going on. And I got the nickname Space Jesus because it popped up. That show was on a Sunday. That Friday, the ring announcer who was there was like, oh, jokingly, who wants to be announced as Space Jesus tonight? Everybody jokes about it for a minute, and I pull him off to the side, and I was like, you should announce me as Space Jesus tonight. And he was like, okay, I got you. I go do my match and, like, get ready to go out. Completely forgot I've told him to do this. Uh, go to the ring, and he goes, blah, 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 Space Jesus, Billy Storks. Now just start laughing, and I feel like the crowd caught on because they just started chanting it. And I was like, I guess I'm going to keep this because it's funny, and I love it. Um, and I just made it into my own thing, but it all originated out of a joke. <laughs> um, and now it's just part of, like, who I am. Has he ever, like, reached out to you in any kind of way? <laughs> Not yet. And hopefully he never does. I hope I never get caught. <laughs> I expected it to be, like, well, I guess I actually really don't know what I expected that story to be about, but... I you can't make that up like that's just wrestling like <laughs> you just can't make any of that shit up it's a strange strange world <laughs> so as you kind of grow into like, your wrestling character um do you see like space jesus being a part of you for a little while oh yeah most definitely what are some of the ways that you're uh, hoping to evolve the character of uh billy starks or space jesus whatever you want to be um like in my head, the next big step for me, I'm not very creative when it comes to naming moves. So I'm trying to figure out my name for the Swanton and the German and like the stuff that I do like very often. The only thing I have a name for is uh, eat your teeth and it's just a uh, boot and then I throw it down and uh, knee someone in the face. Um, but none of my finishers have like finishing names. So we need to somehow make Space Jesus make sense doing a swanton bomb. <laughs> I, I want you to know, like, I, it's going to be like two or three at night, and I'm just going to wake up from my deep sleep and be like, 
I got it. <laughs> That's what I'm waiting for me to do. I'm like, I'm going to fall asleep, and in the middle of the night, I'm going to wake up and be like, I got it. This is it. <laughs> well, for anybody listening, you definitely got to make sure you ask Billy or tell Billy uh, on social media if you have any. But <laughs> but we only have a few more questions for you here tonight. And I think one question that we kind of touched a little bit on uh, when we were talking about uh, Nick Lane was uh, intergender matches. And uh, I know depending on what the company is, uh, you know, they do or they don't do intergender matches. But for you personally, do you feel like you have more fun wrestling the guys or do you like to do women's division matches? Um, I enjoy wrestling everybody, um, but I really do enjoy wrestling the guys because there's not many women in wrestling. So when I get to wrestle a new opponent, I get very excited because it's like, oh, I get to do something different. And I feel like wrestling shouldn't be limited to girls versus girls and guys versus guys. There's so much more possibilities when you open those doors. And at the end of the day, it's competitor versus competitor. It shouldn't be seen as girl versus guy. I really like the idea of that. Uh, we have a promotion up here. I, I'm from the New England area. We have a promotion called Chaotic Wrestling, and they recently just introduced a title called the, uh, well, not recently, within the last few years, uh, called the Panoptic Championship. So it actually has taken the place of their women's title. And the whole idea is, is kind of like what you said. It represents the person that is the wrestler, not just limiting them to um, you know, what, what their sexual preferences might be or what their, what their gender is or what they identify as. I think that wrestling has had that that mindset for a really long time um, until the last few years of like guys fight the guys, girls fight the girls. They never they never mix. And I think our society nowadays just put men and women on such an equal level. Anybody, whatever you identify as, is an equal level. And um, you know, to 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 hear somebody, especially like you, somebody so young, too, to be like, no, it's it's just competitor versus competitor. I think that's that's so awesome and definitely makes me a little happier for the future of wrestling to know that everybody is super inclusive and just is like, no, I, I can go out there and kick the dude's asses just as much as they could probably kick mine. <laughs> I know we were talking about some companies that don't like intergender matches, and uh, I think there's one major company that doesn't like them. But if you were to get a offer from any of the major companies being like AEW, WWE, uh, we'll even throw Impact uh, in there too, who do you think you would go with? That's really hard for me to say because I feel like in my mind, uh, all have their pros and cons for me. And uh, I honestly love the independence so much that like it's going to be weird for me not like not coming home and then traveling to like three different states, three different promotions and crowds. Because I feel like with like TV wrestling or being under contract you get a lot of the same fans every single night and then you're also stuck with the same group of wrestlers and I feel like that's a great thing because it makes like a wrestling family but at the same time I feel like I'd be like I want to wrestle somebody new but I wrestled the entire roster I think that's a really interesting take on that question too, because you definitely hear a lot of people be like, oh, like my, my dream is to be in WWE or oh, AEW has these people to wrestle, but that's, that's really true. And I feel like WWE is kind of suffering from that right now of there's only a set number of people that you can have storylines with matches with. And once you go through them, you know, then what? And I, I think that's, what's really interesting. I think kind of AEW lets their wrestlers do that really well of like, 
um, you know, letting them go to other promotions, wrestle other people, especially in different companies. And I think that AEW would be a great spot for you personally, just because I think that their women's division is definitely on the rise. And if they gave you the opportunity to continue to work these indie dates, you know, I, I think that that would just not only help you get better, but, you know, I think you'd be a great representation for that company. I luckily have a lot of friends there, but we'll see when the time comes. We'll put the vibes out there for you, though. Well, we'll we, we know <laughs> Billy Starks is going to the top. There's no doubt about that. I mean, we de I definitely agree with you'd be a good fit in AEW. And also, we know that Nick Wayne's the youngest signing. So you'd be, you got a friend in there and you already got plenty of other friends there as well. Like Sky Blue, too, right? You're good friends with her. So it'd be a good homecoming. I'd like to see that rematch. We're going to come to the close now. And I'm going to ask you our reoccurring question we ask all our guests and it's it's a generic one but uh, i like asking I hear different questions or see how many times i can hear people say Shawn michaels the question is dream match of yours you'd like to have all time there's no restrictions so they don't have to be living uh, any error you can say the venue the type of match tag match or stipulation there's no rules here i would just love to have a match with millie mckenzie she is one of my all-time favorites and i think she's great um, and I would love to have like an Iron Man match, like a very like set series of like time limit. How many pins can we get? That's a good one. And that's a unique one. And that's better than hearing. Um, <laughs> I like burying some of our guests. That's better than hearing Shawn Michaels for the this time. Uh, what about, well, uh, actually, I think that, I think that qualifies. I mean, I don't think that qualifies for the second part. Second part's current. But um, yeah, no, I think that's it. I think that's it for the question, right? I'll give you props for saying an Iron Man match, though. You are the first person that said an Iron Man match. And <laughs> I feel like you have to be very confident in yourself technically to be able to want to do an Iron Man match. Also, just physically. Like, I can only imagine what that does to a wrestler, like, physically. I have, like, I think the longest time I've ever wrestled was, like, 20 six minutes and I was like oh I still feel great I want to wrestle more and in my head I was like I want to see like what's the limit when I'm like just exhausted and beat and can't go anymore how long would you like the Iron Man match to be like an hour 60 minute one impact style probably probably like an hour I'm just hitting as many run spots as possible <laughs> <laughs> We'll just do the power moves, power moves, weapon spots, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> All right, Billy. Well, we've definitely been enjoying talking to you. And uh, with the last few minutes of our show here, we like to let our guests plug and promote anything they have going on, be it social media, appearances coming up, merchandise, whatever. Um, so with that, the floor is yours. Um, if you want to check out any of my social media, it's all at Billy Starks. B-I-L-L-I-E, and then Starks is S-T-A-R-K-Z. And if you want to check out any of my merchandise, you can go to the link in my Twitter bio, or you can go to bigstarksbrand.com. Um, and I think that's all I got. If you guys want to check up on my upcoming shows, uh, just check my social media. I'm always sharing it. Well, Billy, from one Billy to another, I always want to say thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's been a pleasure. Thank you guys so much for having me. That was Billy Starks. Now it's just me, the juice man, joined by my loyal Bill, the 
you know, the other bill, not the one we talked to. This is a tale of two bills. The consistent bill. Mm-hmm. The consistent bill. The not the one and only bill, but the the bill. <laughs> so it was a fun interview about Billy Starks. Love talking to her and really finding out what it takes to really wrestle at such a young age while you're still in high school. That's just crazy to me. I definitely wouldn't have been able to do that and like travel all over the US, also doing high school and like after, you know, superlatives, after school activities and stuff like that. Uh, that's just cool. And that she does like stage crew. And then my sister does stage crew. And I wanted to, I just never like was able to. I ended up playing the footballs. But yeah, that's just sick. And it was a fun time. What'd you think of the interview, Bill Man? I thought it was really fun. Honestly, I, I do truly believe that she is going to be one of the bright stars of the future of wrestling. And one thing I even said during the interview is I feel like just her perspective and kind of even just like the whole next generation's perspective in, in inclusivity and just everybody's equal. Everybody can put on bangers of matches. You know, you don't need to limit me to just wrestling women. You know, I, I can go out and wrestle Nick Wayne and still have a great match. And I, I think both of them are fantastic and, and Billy especially is fantastic. I think it's really cool too that like she just was like, yeah, like all my teachers are just really cool with me going and pursuing my dream of being a wrestler because I feel like at least back in our day, Juice, like if you were to tell like a teacher, like you're going to be like a rock star or a wrestler or whatever, like they'd just be like, yeah, okay, stay in school, kid. But like, I think that like now as like people who are, are, are in our generation are becoming teachers. And like I said in the interview too, I've been raised by teachers and like, they've always encouraged every one of their students to chase their dreams and just, you know, do what makes you happy because that's, that is what life is all about. And there's no reason to limit such a young kid to, to, to just a box of, you need to go to corporate America, or you need to go to college, you need to become a tradesman, whatever, whatever it is, you know. And for her to just go out there and be like, nope, this is what I want to do. Uh, I didn't know that her dad was a wrestling photographer, though. I think that's actually super cool like, that she has just been in the business, assumedly, for, for a while, always been around it and just always had the love for it. And I just love seeing and talking to these wrestlers and just hearing how they're able to chase their dream. Because obviously, I'd love to be a wrestler, don't get me wrong. But wrestling podcast and being able to give these people a platform to talk about it is just as good for me. It is awesome hearing these stories i mean one day i would like to have just like one match just one match (laughs) book it what 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 do we give our what do we call ourselves like in a previous episode we gave ourselves like a tag team name but i don't remember what we called it i'll have to go back in the archives and figure it out yeah like talking about her like coming from the wrestling background that's probably why she gets along with nick wayne so well because nick wayne also comes from like three generations of wrestlers and it's uh they're two of my favorites and like that'd be a cool like tag team and like if really the AEWs and WWEs really like go bigger into intergender wrestling and maybe have some like intergender tag teams go for the tag belts that'd be a tag team I'd really like to see and really good one especially in like six years that would be an insane team to watch and definitely a championship caliber team because Billy is just her character work is really good, and you always tell she's having a fun time. She works the crowd perfectly well. And Nick Wayne, Nick Wayne in the ring, that dude sells. Just he is he's a mini Shawn Michaels to me. He's just sells perfectly. He's got the super kick down like no one. I mean, that dude can go. 
And I think one last thing I want to say about just Billy and one match that really impressed me of hers, it was GCW. It was one I was the GCW show I saw in that Vegas downward spiral show. Definitely one I recommend people go watch, including you, Bill. The six man tag and it's intergender wrestling and it's a uh, Alley Catch. It was the Catch Crew. So it was Alley Catch, Sandra Moon, and Billy versus the second gear crew. And it was uh I think they did use like chairs and stuff, but like, you know, GCW rules match. And it was just insane. It was nonstop action from the get-go, but without I know some people like you need the slow build, but this match didn't need the slow build. I think it needed it 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 kind of did build like it started fast and got faster, so it did progress the way you want a match to progress. It was just the beginning is faster than most matches beginning, and it was just you know it it was one of the earlier matches on the card, and it really got people invested on the card. And GCW crowd is wild, and definitely encourages the guy the people of GCW to ball out. Like when wrestlers see a crowd going crazy then they'll go crazier. They'll step up their game. So, you know, if you're an indie fan and you're live in a show and a crowd's dead, even if it's just you, you try to, like, pump up the crowd because that's how shows get better. I I completely agree with that. I always hate going to a show. And you and I, Juice, I mean, we're, we're a dynamic duo when you and I go to shows together. We just yell at anybody that yells. But yeah, like it's it, it's fun. Wrestling's supposed to be fun. You cheer the faces, boo the heels, and clap for good wrestling. I, I think that from what you just said, that that was the case. And definitely go check that out if you guys have not. Or just go check out Billy in general. Um, follow her on social media. Check out her merch and go see what events you might be able to see. Because it sounds like she's all over the place. St. Louis, Jersey, Vegas. That's like every part of the country. Definitely check her out. She's been all over the place, and she'll continue to be over the place. Uh, I feel like maybe one of the places that she doesn't appear that much is New England, but even she's been there a couple times recently, I think she's only going to increase that more. I think Beyond fans definitely want her back because she was on Beyond show not too long ago. Get her on Chaotic, too. Book it, Chase Del Monte. Yeah, I like I like Billy versus Shannon Levangi. That's a match I would like to see. That is one, actually, I was thinking of, too, funny enough. Yeah, I think Billy and Armani would be fun. Billy and Davey would probably tear down the house, too. There's so many options there. I mean, I feel like Billy and Alec Price would pair well, too, because Alec Price kind of reminds me like Nick Wayne in a lot of ways. Nick Wayne and Billy have great chemistry in the ring, so that would be a cool match. I mean, Alec Price doesn't have bad matches, so <laughs> bang with anyone. All right, well, if you guys want to let us know what you thought of billy or if you have any good names for billy's finishing moves you can also let us know on social media and juice where can the people find us on twitter we are capital t capital o capital t capital c underscore capital p lowercase o lowercase d on instagram it's at t-o-t-c underscore p-o-d that's our social let's know name some of those uh, finishing moves i know me and bill will both be like wake up at like 3 a.m in the morning thinking about it about it so i'm sure you will too 
Yes, and as we come crashing down to the map on this episode of Top of the Cage, we want to thank you all so much for tuning in. And if you are listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and you, specifically you, that person not giving us a five-star review, do not give us that five-star review, you will not get five-star content, and that is just a fact. Fact. And again, thank you all so much for tuning in, and we will catch you next time.